An island country in the Southern Hemisphere, the Commonwealth of Australia is the sixth largest country and the smallest continent. Australia has the biggest coral reef system in the world. 70% of its land is referred to as outback and is the driest inhabited continent. My friend Imran and I talked about the people, culture, the land, and different ways of life. We discussed the need to educate people about social issues and how we must bring awareness to character and empathy in schools. We need to have conversations about choosing kindness over conflict. And it would be so amazing to teach different perspectives from the beginning when kids are learning how to think. We need to teach and think about attitudes and perspectives. Imran spoke to me about the food in Australia, and it reminded me of the United States, as both countries were built from immigrants and it is common to eat a variety of different cultural foods. But I loved hearing that his favorite Aussie food was getting a snag outside of Bunnings on a Saturday. He spoke of his family's homemade recipes, and it confirms that all over the world, food connects us with special emotions and memories. Food is like everything here. I mean, it is for our family anyway. Whenever we see each other, we we go get something to eat or we cook something. Or Food is what brings a lot of people together. My dad's been in the hospitality industry for, what, 40 years now or something. Um, and, you know, he'll say self, like, food is what brings people together like to sit and have a meal with someone and talk to someone is like it's very important hello everybody you are listening to evan worldwide on this podcast i'm going to take you on a journey around the world you will hear young people's perspectives on culture conflict and cuisine so let's go Perfect. So my name's Imran. I'm 18 and I'm from Melbourne, Australia. You live in Melbourne still? Yeah, yeah. Born and raised here. Still live here. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, cool. Okay, so first question is, would you say that there's a lot of conflict in in your country? It's a it's a tough one. Um, Aussies by nature, are, we're pretty accepting people. We're friendly. But in recent times, I, I think there has been quite a lot of conflict. Uh, especially in Australia with this whole COVID thing. Over the pandemic, um, different states across Australia have made different rules and everything. The state I live in, which is Victoria, um, we've had, we're the longest lockdown city in the whole world. Um, So we've had massive lockdowns and our our population, I'd say, is kind of of divided of like opinions. Like some people are for the lockdowns to slow the spread of, the virus, some are against it, you know, the economy's taken a massive hit because of it. So there's lots of differing opinions. And then you've also got like racial conflicts, which is a big one. Actually, we've got upcoming is Australia Day soon um, on the 26th of January. And our nation still is, again, quite divided over it um, because it's also known as Invasion Day. That's based when the first fleet of the British came to Australia and colonize the land which is a hard day for indigenous australians um so you see lots of people who view it like that and there's also people who view australia day as just a way to celebrate the country much like fourth of july in america uh so i'd say there there is a bit of conflict but all in all we're pretty accepting country accepting people it just depends who your who your circle is and you know um opinions is a big thing on on determining conflict and everything in my opinion i think if everyone stuck to their own 
opinions and just basically minded their business, it would get reduced so much, you know? You know, it's interesting you brought up if everyone kind of kept their opinions to themselves. I think if that happened in the US, then there would be way, way less conflict, I feel like. And yeah, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. You were talking about Australia Day coming up and how that's viewed differently depending mm. on the person. Is there a specific like political side, you know, like does one political side recognize it more as invasion day compared to another political side as, you know, a way to celebrate the country? Uh, do you mean like political parties in Australia or? Well, kind of, I guess like, I don't want to make a generalization, but in the US, I feel like Republicans tend to celebrate the 4th of July more or like more seriously compared to Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, it's not one specific um, political party. Like you see in, like here it's Labour and Liberal who are the uh, two most prominent, you know, like Democrats and Republicans in America. Mm -hmm. um, liberals are known to be a more right-winged and Labour's more left-wing. I'd say the, the left-wing side probably sees it more as Invasion Day and Liberal side see it as a way to celebrate the country, right? Mm -hmm. But even in those two parties, there's still a, a conflict in that as well. Like, I think it's a pretty even, like, no matter what your political beliefs are, it's a 50-50 of who you run into and what their view on the whole thing is. The notion of Invasion Day has grown quite a lot over the years. I remember years ago, like when I was little, on Australia Day, there would be uh, Australia Day parade in the city in Melbourne. People from all different cultures, people from different countries who migrated here throughout the 50s, 60s, um, that have a parade. So... I'm half Pakistani, half Maltese. So I used to, I used to actually join the parade with, with all the Pakistanis because we've represented our country and then behind us is another country, another country, and it shows how unified Australia is. But nowadays in, on Australia Day, there's the Invasion Day parade where they're just basically saying, like, we shouldn't be celebrating this day. And I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a complex issue, but, um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So you're half Pakistani, half Maltese. Yeah, yeah. So are both of your parents immigrants? Uh, no. So my father is the Pakistani side um, and his father. So my grandfather, he was the first one from Pakistan to come to Australia um, okay. in 1950 is when he came here. So then my dad was born, born, raised here. But back then, because my dad, he's dark skin. Um, he was the only basically dark skin person around in that time. Like, like in my family, right? And same with my mother's side. My mother's side, her father came from Malta around the 50s as well. But in that time, there was more Europeans. So he wasn't the only one from Malta and everything. You know, those Maltese, Italians, Greeks, they all yeah. migrated to Australia. So my, my parents were born and raised here as well. And so my, it's just their parents were immigrants. Gotcha, gotcha. You were talking about like there was some racial conflict in Australia. And I was curious if that was regarding the Aboriginals or was that just um, towards everyone that's not, you know, white? White, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Back in the day, it used to be just towards the aboriginals but now if you talk to anyone with like a, a different background like an ethnic background that's not white you'll see that they've all had their fair share of discrimination over the years i've had it 
um, my dad, my brother, growing up through high school, you know, because we're, we're different. We have a different way of life and everything, how we go about things. We, we do, ha- we have had our fair share of racial discrimination, but at the same time, like the overwhelming majority of, of Aussies are, are good people. We are good people. Like I still consider myself an Aussie because really the only true Australians were the indigenous. Yeah, exactly. It's the same as in the US. Exactly. Like uh, the American Indians were the original people of America. So no one can really call themselves born and bred the original people of Australia unless you're Aboriginal, got some sort of blood linkage there that's that's my argument when i ever come across discrimination and everything i'll just say well you know you can't call yourself that either because you're not the original person either yeah 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 no that's i think that's pretty solid (laughs) it's so funny when you all when you ever see like on social media you'll see at least from the u.s you'll see white people tell like someone of color like go back to your country and then (laughs) the argument's like yeah you too (laughs) yeah you first like (laughs) exactly (laughs) I want to go to the next question. What yeah. social issues are most prevalent in Australia? Social issues. How so? Do you mean like in terms of like conflict and everything or? Like human rights, like sexism, homophobia, racism. Yeah, right. It's kind of an even distribution of like social issues. Um, there's an element of sexism, uh, homophobia and, and all of that. I mean, although... I believe we are getting more accepting of all, that, of all that type of stuff. Like there's been issues and debates. Uh, do you know the AFL, Australian Football League? That's for like European football or American football? No, Australian football. It's like, like um, rugby? Yeah, kind of. But it's, a, it's like the most brutal sport. Like, you know how in NFL they wear all the padding and stuff and they run at each other and, here in Australia, it's like that, but no padding. They go like bare. What? Like people's faces get broken in. It's intense. Like, yeah. Um, That's crazy. Do you play? No, my parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, all, all, my, all my friends do it. It's to give you an idea. One of my friends who was playing uh, footy, we call it footy. He went up to catch the ball and then he fell and broke his collarbone. And he was on the ground and then his coach came over and said, oh, you'll be right, mate. Rub some dirt on it and get up, keep going. <laughs> right. And he, and he played the rest of the game with a broken collarbone. Wow. Like, that, that's commitment. It, we're built different down here, man. <laughs> no, no, literally, for sure. <laughs> yeah. What, okay. So it's so funny you said that because in eighth grade, I was playing football with some friends and I was on defense and I was rushing the quarterback. And yeah. I I accidentally broke a kid's collarbone with my knee. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was crying then. I was crying. I felt so bad and everyone was like, "What the heck are you doing? Like, why'd you just hurt this kid? You should not be playing." And then once I heard like your coach saying, "Oh, get just get up, mate. Like just rub some dirt on it. You'll be good." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah, <laughs> culture shock, man. Culture shock. Yeah. Anyway, the point I was going with that is, um, a- AFL. We've recently opened up uh, WAFL, which is the Women's Football League. There's been the issue of different pays, like the male football league gets paid more than the the women football league, right? But then there's there's also the argument of which one brings in more money, anyway. Which, like, 
you can't really deny the male one does. It's been around longer and everything. And there's still like that, that debate. And here in Australia, it's, I don't know, you kind of get like your pay is kind of based of what you bring in. Like in other industries, say the fashion industries is probably the women get paid more and men not so much. Like it's a, it's a, the argument goes either way, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can speak for my, my dad's business, say, cause he owns restaurants and everything. And he doesn't pay based off your gender. It pays based off your ability and, you know, what, you know, your job and what you do, how much responsibility you have. So yeah, there's that issue. Um, there's other issues such as like, we can, we can debate on pretty much anything. You tell Aussie, we have, do you know what a chicken parmigiana is? Of course. In Victoria, everyone calls them palmers, but in other states, people call them palmies. So, and there's a massive Aussie debate that goes on to this day. Is it called a palmer or a palmy? We still go on about it. You don't, I, I personally think it's palmer. I think everyone says palmy's wrong, but. <laughs> um, well, I guess like thinking about it, parmi is short for parmigiano instead of saying parma that would be like parmigiano and that's like not the right spelling saying you know but you know yeah. what? it's australia whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do have a lot of different social issues here in australia um but i think with the right education and everything uh those things are getting eradicated slowly yeah starting to become more of an accepting country but i mean like with the right education i I've been taught in school where they try to educate you about um, different social issues, but they tend to go about it the wrong way and just go the complete other side, you know, like, but I think there needs to be like a level head approach to these things so we can move on as a, as a nation, you know? Yeah. I think that would totally be, I think that would be great. And it would bring, you know, prosperous future and, you know, more equity. And I think that'd be pretty cool. So next question, do you think that there's a shift in perspective in young people or do young people still think these social issues and conflicts are valid? I think uh, now uh, there is a bit of a shift in like in perspective with young people. I'll give you an example. Like when I was younger, like I, I'm, a, I'm a Muslim, right? So I follow the religion of Islam. And when I went to primary school, first, second grade, that's the equivalent really. Yeah, in primary school, I was the only Muslim in my school and people didn't know what a Muslim was. Um, people would see my name and think, wow, that's foreign. Like, like I was like the odd one out, but as I grew up through high school and everything, I still have my conflicts in high school fights, everything because of it. But now that I've gotten older, people are accepting of it. Like it's a normal thing now, which is really good, which is means we're getting somewhere, you know, there is a yeah shift of perspective. I'd say, you still have the more uneducated people who just stick to their ways and not open up their minds. I mean, I believe if people are educated about certain issues, like the proper education on it, then there will be obviously a shift in perspective. Like people can then make a informed decision on, you know, what their stance would be on the topic. Um, I mean, I, I always try to educate myself on different issues before I even have an opinion on it or speak on it, you know, because you can't just, you know, go out there and say, I don't like this when you don't know the facts behind it, you know, or like the, the obstacle you have to go through. Yeah. No, like I primary school, I had majority of my friends were white because that's all like 
that's all I was around. Like just white people, you know. But now I grow up, I got friends from all different races and I love it. It's good. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's definitely good. Like, well, now at least say you're in more of a community of like just different backgrounds and different people from different walks of life. Oh my God, there was one point that I was going to say. Oh yeah, it was about like when you're when you're learning about something before having an opinion. I think that's crucial because, you know, there's always more than one side to every story. Heck, there could be like more than two sides to every story. There's at least two for everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's always good to look at different perspectives. Like you, you look through someone else's eyes and then you see, okay, then now I can have an opinion because I've seen more than one source. Yeah. 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 So right. Yeah. Yeah. So considering your knowledge about your country, I'm guessing you keep up with politics. Do you keep up with politics and government? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not like, like I'm not constantly looking at it, but I, I do have a, an idea of what's going on in my country and the social issues and battles and everything. Like I, I am aware of it. Yeah. How do you get your information? Like, do you look at it through social media? Do you look at it from watching TV, talking with your friends, your parents? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we all get like the, the general news. You wake up in the morning, turn on the news, um, have a look at what's going on around the country. My sister works in parliament house here in, uh, in Canberra in the capital of Australia. She works in parliament house. So I'm always talking with her about political issues that are going on. I have my debates with her. It's great. (laughs) But when you learn your information about like politics in australia have you ever noticed any type of censorship anything that's been like kind of hidden from the citizens i mean your sister works in parliament i don't know if you should be answering this question no 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 like i mean she doesn't tell me top secret stuff i doubt she doesn't know it's top secret (laughs) i have no doubt there's probably stuff hidden from the general population about what what goes on and and everything i mean i think you know all these lockdowns that we've gone through there's got to be something else to it, you know, rather than, you know, oh, we've got to slow the spread of coronavirus. Like, I, I, I truly believe there's something else to it. I mean, I'm no expert. I'm not the prime minister. I'm not, you know, but from the information that I've gathered, I would think there might be something else to it that, that's not being revealed to the general population. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Like, you can go into conspiracy theories and everything of what's going on. And all in all, the, the government's pretty truthful with this people here in australia yeah as i said there could be some stuff so yeah and like i guess we don't really know because like we're just the general public i guess yeah yeah okay so my next question is um do you have a lot of friends from different countries or have you met a lot of people from different countries yeah actually um i've got friends i've got family from different different countries too in year 10 i went to china um on a school trip and i stayed you know, with a homestay family and I had to rely on like my little, my little bit of Chinese that I knew to get me through. Um, uh, So I've got some friends in China. There was an exchange program with some people from New Zealand came here through my friends. I know people in New Zealand, America, obviously, because I know you, I know a bunch of people in America. I got family in London, got family in Canada, um, obviously in Pakistan and in Malta. Um, So yeah, no, I know quite a few people in different countries and yeah. That's so cool. It's so like when you've met people from different countries, do you see more similarities or differences? I don't know. Culturally, I think there's quite, you know, quite a lot of differences. Um, 
that's not a bad thing just like how people are raised you know raised differently and different ways of life that they adopt and how they live their life but i say that there is a a similarity on especially with young people on views on certain things It, it kind of all depends on the environment you're raised in the people i know in new zealand they're pretty similar to us because I mean, hates people think New Zealand is just a part of Australia anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, people I know in America, different, also similar. Like there, there is lots of differences and similarities. Yeah. Uh, I've but- noticed some similarities as an American talking to you and like talking about like the conflict and social issues, like the gender inequality, like the pay gap. And also like, actually, you guys might be a little more accepting than us, but you know what? Um, yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, we both speak the same language. We both we we both speak English, so like. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's there's a similarity there. Um, but no, with our homestay family, I stayed with in China. That was uh, a whole different world to me. Like I liked it though, like the way that they live their life, how they do things. I I really loved it. It was interesting. It was a new experience for me, but it was nothing like here, like in Australia. Like I went to, they took me out to dinner once. You know, you know hot pot? You know hot pot? Oh, I love hot pot. We had it in yeah, China. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I was there, they literally just grabbed the the prawns out of the out of the tank and like they're alive and they just stick it right through it and just put it in the pot. I'm like, that's, that would not be legal in Australia. Like, <laughs> yeah, but how are you going to put them on the barbie? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, in terms of cultural differences, yeah, there's a, quite a few. Nice, nice. I've noticed that, like, every person I've talked to, we're all, like, in the same age demographic. Like, we're in the same generation, you know. And it's funny, whenever I talk to people, I even regardless of, like, if, their native language is different than mine. I always, I've never felt a culture shock if I like talk to someone that's like 18 or 17 that are from a different country. I've just never noticed anything. And like, I just see similarities yeah. with everyone. Not yeah. not even from the country. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. The way we've been brought up. Yeah. I mean, obviously like there's differences between me and my like, my really white friends, like stuff that I don't really like. <laughs> okay, okay. That's different. That's yeah. different. And like, like manners you, and you don't, you never call your parents by their first name. Oh, right. If I did that, I'd be dead, man. I'd, I'd be living on the street. If I like, um, no, like even just like going out to a restaurant or something. And then like, you know, when you're like at like an Asian restaurant, for an example, and you just get a bunch of stuff, you share it. That's what we do in my family anyway. We just get, we share it and everything. Don't worry about it. But when I go with my white friends, it's just like, oh, yeah, everyone gets their own thing. Yeah. I'm like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, and it's like, hey, can I try a little bit of what you got? And it's like, like no. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, I know. Like, bro, just share. Like, it's not like... Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, <laughs> when in Australia, do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict? Like, have you seen young people protesting out in the streets? Oh, 100%. I, you know, during the Black Lives Matter protests thing in the city. I mean, I, I really wanted to go to that, but... COVID was a new thing back then and no one really knew anything about it. And I just didn't want to risk getting COVID. Um, but I, I would have 100% done that. I had a bunch of friends that did that. There's plenty of people advocating for peace in like with different 
issues like a bunch of my friends are all for acceptance in terms of different races and everything. Like I got friends from all walks of life from different parts of the world, but you know, that's what we just all accept each other. And I've got other friends who advocate for peace and other issues like like sexism, homophobia. But I feel like the young demographic here in Australia are definitely advocating for peace, which is a good thing. It means we're taking a step forward in for future generations to come. So Yeah, for sure. It's um it's great that like, you know, the young people are like trying to create a change in society and like and make a better future for the other generations. Yeah. It's wonderful. With that, like, I have friends who are very advocating for peace and everything, but at the same time, not swinging it completely to the other way, where it's just like the the roles just reverse and just like the same issues are there, but it's just they're reversed. Like, it doesn't solve anything. So yeah, like, exactly. In terms of like the sexism stuff, like, like just as an example, like I want nothing more uh, than equality for everyone, like females, males, and everyone. But, you know, if you just to flip it the other way, where it's just like, oh, females up here, males down here. like Yeah, that's it's, that's going to be the same problem. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And how can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Australia? It's just through, like, everyday life, really. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, in Australian high schools, you got to have tough skin to to get through it like i i have banter with my friends and it can get pretty harsh like if you're looking at it from an outsider we say everything to each other but that's just how the aussie culture is you got to have tough skin to deal with it just last night at my graduation i saw one of my friends from england who goes to school here he's just born and raised in england and i'd say i'm like oh you know you guys are horrible at cricket or like go back to you go back to england or whatever like go have tea with the queen or something and um and then he says to me like like oh you pakistanis and everything like but that, like, like that's just banter with us like yeah I yeah take, i don't take i don't take it to heart or anything like and that brings back to my point where it's like if everyone just minded their their business and like kept opinions to themselves and you know were able to just have a joke around or just able to you know just take it on the chin not anything get to you like that's how peace would be achieves yeah uh, and some people don't necessarily have the the tough skin and i take it the wrong way and that's how conflicts like occur growing up through high school and everything that's just what my general take of it is like you just have to have tough skin and obviously stand up for stuff that that's wrong i've done that before i've gotten into fights and everything over it you rather address it than just let it go you know I think one way we can advocate for peace as young people was to just simply just accept it. Like, I don't really know how else to put it. Like, that's all you have to do. Like, just be like, that. wow, that person has a different way of life to me. That's so cool. I'm going to do my thing. Yeah, we just, we just respect it. Like, yeah. there's nothing else we can do. Yeah, and vice, vice versa. Like, if I have one way of life, I'm not going to force that on someone else because they have their way of living and everything. Like, I respect the way they live. Like, uh, like an example, like, I don't eat pork or bacon or anything, but I go out for breakfast with my friends. They have bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. And I'm not going to force them, no, you can't get bacon. Like, I, who am I to say that, you know? Like, exactly. mind your own business. That's, a, that, that's my take. If you're in, like, a cultural setting, I don't know. If, or, like, if you invite a, fam- a friend to, like, a family dinner or something and, like, there's no mm-hmm. pork on the table, there's just different ways that your family eats compared to that person, then... 
I guess, follow to be respectful and then, yeah, or just do what's, do what's most comfortable for you. Yeah, 100%. Like, I've had white friends that come over for, like, family barbecues, family lunches and everything. Obviously, they're shocked because it's different, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just a part of the experience. Vice versa, when I go to my white friend's house and they, like, I the way we do it at our house, we, we just make a whole bunch of food. There's buffet. You go pick it pick whatever you want like cook out and but when i go to my Aussie friend's house it's just like everyone gets one plate of food each <laughs> and that's it and i'm like to me it doesn't make sense but i like i'm who am i to go into their home and tell them what to do you know like, exactly yeah, yeah 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 it's the same when they come into my home you know? well it's so funny you were talking about like barbecues and stuff because now we just finished all the piece and conflict questions and now we're going to the food oh nice yeah so this was perfect timing again <laughs> what are some of the most popular dishes in australia or like is there a national dish oh um to be honest i'm not trying to be harsh but like in australia i mean like you have your sunday roasts and everything or like a meat pie or sausage rolls or like those are aussies like that's aussie stuff um but in australia because we're so multicultural well at least in melbourne i haven't lived anywhere else in australia but in melbourne maybe sydney and whatever actually no it's probably across australia it's actually more aussie to get food from all different cultures and everything like my choices here is not just one thing like if i want asian food i can go get asian food go get indian food go get italian mexican though i wouldn't say there's like a one national dish maybe like a snag you know what a snag is nope what's a snag yeah you don't know it's like a sausage you cook on the barbecue all right all right and then what do you what do you eat it with you just eat the snag by itself oh you know like i guess i compare it to like hot dogs in america oh a sausage sizzle sausage sizzle yeah that's it well, I just looked it up on the internet. I don't know what. Yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah, I guess you could say like a snag or a meat pie is like a national delicacy. I don't know. <laughs> if someone's cooking a snag on, on the barbecue, you just like have it with a piece of bread with barbecue sauce, tomato sauce, grilled onions. And everything. It's simple, but that's, you know, that's, that's Aussie cuisine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I would eat the snag. It doesn't sound bad. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I'll, obviously... My f- favorite dish is curries. It's all Pakistani food. That like that's my go-to. That that's like my comfort food, my home food. But in Australia, no one really gravitates toward a specific cuisine. I guess like in China, like obviously it's just all Chinese food, right? You're like you can't go down the sh- street, or well, at least what what I experienced, I couldn't go down the street and go pick up some Italian food. Like you know, but in he- here in Australia, it's everything. It's like make mixed with everything oh that's interesting and you know you're talking about how multicultural australia is would you say that it's a country of immigrants oh yeah this country was built on immigrants but it, it just goes so unrecognized like throughout the 50s 60s when we just started getting a bunch of immigrants even through the gold rush in the 1800s victoria had the most gold in the in the world um and that's when people started flooding in from different countries and basically set up a civilization that's so multicultural. Yeah, throughout the 50s and 60s, you had lots of Europeans coming, you know, Maltese, Italians, Greeks. Then you had people from Southeast Asia, Pakistanis, Indians. Um, Then you got the Chinese. Recent times, lots of people from Africa, South America, 
this country is built on immigrants and it just goes so like it's just not recognized in australia it's it's kind of sad but like it's it's true like the country was built upon people who were from this country you know yeah yeah i get definitely and you know i guess it kind of makes australia australia you know like just how mm multicultural it is and how there's just so many different walks of life and you're all aussies at the end of the day yeah honestly you could walk into different suburbs here in melbourne like you'd honestly think you're in china because that different suburbs have different population groups and you go to oakley there's all the greeks italians and same in carlton um i, I know you don't know where these places are but yeah no i don't know any of these places <laughs> <laughs> today i went into danny nong and you know there's uh, afghans indians pakistanis yeah some places you can walk you can walk into and think you're in another country but i think that's like the beauty of of australia or melbourne so, yeah, yeah no definitely um okay so you kind of already answered this next question i was going to ask you what's your favorite aussie dish Oh, favorite aussie dish aussie aussie food um i have to say a snag like bunnings do you know do you know what bunnings is here it's like um home depot over there like okay it's like yeah. a hardware store like oh i thought you were talking about a food i was like is it like a type no, 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 of bread? no 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 um yeah, Bunnings is basically just like a hardware store. And every Saturday, they have like a sausage sizzle out front of every Bunnings. And that's like Bunnings snags. It's undefeated. Like you go there on a hot day. I mean, right now, it's so hot here. It's it, like a... Oh. It's January. How is it hot? Yo, you don't know. Like through... Like... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Through... You guys are in the Southern Hemisphere. That's yeah, exactly. Why. Nothing defeats on a hot saturday going to bunnies getting a snack or having a beer as well it's just so like refreshing and saying no you're aussie or you're at the cricket or you're at the footy and you get a meat pie yeah undefeated <laughs> can you put is it are you able to put like other stuff on a snag like other than just you know barbecue sauce tomato sauce what do you mean like, like well okay i guess in the u.s like People like to put, you know, well, I'm thinking about it as a hot dog. People in the U.S. can put like onions and mustard and relish. Sometimes people would even put chili on it to make it like a chili dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, you can definitely do that. But like if you're just going to Bunnings, that's that, those are your only two choices, like barbecue sauce, tomato sauce or, or ketchup, what, what you guys call it. Um, yeah, we, uh, call, I, we call it ketchup, but like, you know, depending on the person, I'll like change it. I'll like, <laughs> I'll like say tomato sauce and then they'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then meat pie, like what is it usually beef, lamb? Meat pie, it's, I think it's pretty much. Is it just something that like nobody knows? And like, if you yeah, find no, out, you'll be disgusted. Yeah, no one really knows. I mean, I don't personally, I'm not like a massive fan of meat pies. I prefer a sausage roll. Um, but even in that, like, you just don't know the meat in it. it most of the time, it's beef. At least that's what it says in the packet. <laughs> well, hopefully, if that's pork, then that's a big problem, my friend. Oh, 100%, man. Has I, that ever happened to you? When I've accidentally eaten pork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you you know that afterwards because you bite into it and it, it tastes weird because I never have it. Like, I never, last time I had it was maybe like 10 years ago, like, by accidentally. Like, right, by accident. I felt sick because of it because my body's not used to it. If I eat any of it, I just feel sick. Like, all my friends are like, oh, you're going to try bacon and eggs. Like, you're missing out. 
it doesn't appeal to me. Like I like as much as I'm curious about it, it doesn't really like appeal to me. Like I don't really like the smell. Okay, I will admit bacon's pretty good, but you know Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what everyone tells me. Right, but it's if you're it's it's your religion, it's what you practice. So like oh, yeah, I don't yeah. think yeah, it's like that's what you do. I mean, I think bacon's good, but I'm not going to make you eat bacon because you know what? <laughs> that's your religion. Yeah, 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 no, 100%. So do you have a special dish that gives you like good memories? Oh, yeah. So there's a few. I'd, I'd say if I were to have one last meal ever, it would be like a, a big plate with um, my mum's lamb cutlets, my grandmother's lamb curry. She makes like a, an amazing dry lamb curry. I nearly cried last time I had it. It was so good. <laughs> um, my auntie's roast potatoes, mum's rice. And you know what parada is at all? Parada is that Pakistani? Yeah, so it's like a it's a type of bread with layers in it. Um, it's spelled P A R A T H A. It's you know yeah. what? It kind of reminds me of this Chinese dish. Do you know those scallion pancakes? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It no. kind of rem- it kind of looks like that. It's ca- kind of yeah, but my grandmother's one. It's the best one you ever have on earth. Like I, I always had it. If you haven't lived until you tried it, like <laughs> those are some big words. Let me just say they are big words, but I'll back it up. Like it's that good. Yeah, that's like my comfort food, or like some butter chicken, or basically all different types of curries. That's home food for me. Like I've grown up on that. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you as an Aussie growing up in Australia and eating that food. Would that be considered Australian food oh. because of how multicultural your, your country is? That's a, yeah, yeah, you could be right. I never thought about it like that. Well, it's interesting because I saw a TikTok of um, this lady, the Korean vegan, and she was talking about how as a Korean American and she grew up in Chicago, she would be eating Korean food all the time. And mm. Like when she had family visiting from Korea and she would make them food, her family members would say, this is Korean American food, like not fully Korean. So yes, yes. That's, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. So then what would your like family's curry or like family's dishes be Pakistani Australian food or would it be Australian food or just Pakistani food? I mean, like you have like butter chicken or like you just go to the Indian restaurant down the road that's Indian Australian or you go to a Pakistani that's Pakistani Australian food my grandmother is just fully Pakistani because she's from Pakistan anyway. well tr- okay true that's yeah true. so she makes just Pakistani food right but we, if you go down the, the street or for example when I go to a Chinese restaurant here it's Chinese Australian food and over in China it's like the food over there is nothing like the Chinese stuff we have here it's completely that's true. different yeah no but you're 100% right like yeah no you, you're, you're right you're right on that one well no I just well I don't even know if I'm right or not it's just I've never thought of it like that and yeah. you know with countries that are like built off of immigration you know like the U.S., Canada, Australia, maybe even New Zealand, I don't know um, but those three countries are like there's so much immigration is such a diverse community and like, there's not really that many type of like dishes that are, you know, native yeah. to the country, I guess, or like not really any national dishes. That's interesting. I was going to say like, um, like through all different types of civilizations around the world, different countries, like in different cuisines of food, you could argue that it's like, how do I say it? Like 
There's no cuisine. Yeah, like because there's this legend, you know, how pizza was made, right? There was <laughs> there was a, this is what I've heard. I don't know if it's factually true, but like an Italian man was going through India, right, and he sees naan bread and he puts some a bit of tomato on it, bam, pizza. There was another one where, again, like the way pasta was made, he goes through China and discovers noodles, right? Okay, I've I've actually heard that before. I've heard yeah. of that. Yeah, well, I, I, that, that, that's just what I've heard. <laughs> anyway. Right, right, right. I guess none of us really know. Exactly. Yeah, like, I was talking to my friend from Turkey, and he was telling me about this dish that they have called lahmacun, which is basically like a very, very flat, like, meat pizza. And he was saying... That like you know, there's this theory that pizza was invented based off of lahmacun. Yeah, see, everyone's got a different theory. Exactly, and you know what? There's always more than one side to every story. Hence, this <laughs> yeah. pizza having yeah. multiple. Exactly. There's so um, many connections to this. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you could go on for hours about which country invented what dish, and you know, speaking for Australia, there's lots of different cultures that have influenced australian cuisine like spaghetti bolognese you see lots of aussies just love it and they make it in their homes but that's something that the italians bought here yeah yeah but and- now it's adopted more like like it's an aussie thing here mm-hmm. like oh going over to my mate's house I'm gonna have spag bowl they call it spag <laughs> you guys call <laughs> that's it like that. that's like the name well, that's how Aussies say it. Like true, spaghetti, true, true. spaghetti bolognese are called spag bol. That's so <laughs> funny. I love that. Aussies have a name for everything, man. Everything I give a name for. Oh yeah. wait, I meant to, I've been meaning to ask this. Mm. Vegemite. What do you yeah. think of Vegemite? Personally, I don't like it. But every time I say it to my Aussies mate, my Aussie mates, they say I'm not. I'm not true Aussie because I don't like because I don't like Vegemite. I don't know. Have you tried it before? No, I haven't. I have never tried it. I've always wanted to. And well, the thing is, is like someone told me that like, you got to treat it like salt. Like you barely add any at all. Like, yeah. Like you put it on toasted bread with butter and then you add just a little bit of Vegemite. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you meant to have it. You just, cause it's it's very salty. So you just, you just put a little bit on it and then it's meant to be perfect. I tried it. I still don't like it though. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't like it. I just completely rejected it, but yeah, no, you got to try it because, I don't know, lots of people like it at the same time they don't like it. And it's the yeah. same with Tim Tams. I mean, everyone I'm obs- I was about to say, I'm obsessed with Tim Tams. Yeah. Love Tim Tams. Tim Tams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I follow this Australian baker called The Scrand Line, and he makes, like, all these desserts and cakes, like, and cupcakes with, like, different candies. And, like, I saw the one with Tim Tams, and I was like, oh, my God, this thing is – this thing looks amazing. And, like, I yeah. looked them up, and – Tim Tams, I'm like, these are so good. Yeah, I know. You need to like import like a bunch of them, like mass import them to America. <laughs> I I would I support that. I definitely yeah. support it. Does your family make anything differently compared to other Aussie families? Like, does your family make like snags differently than others or like put any toppings that's you know not as common? Yeah, so like one thing Aussies love is barbecues, right? Like Aussies just love barbecues. You on a hot summer's day you're going to a friend's house guarantee they're doing a barbecue it's just a thing here but my family the way we make lamb chops is completely different to what an aussie family would would do it like they just do it with like a little bit like salt pepper lemon you know and marinate it in that our family we 
marinated overnight in spices, different sauces. These are handmade spices. We grind them ourselves, everything, marinate it. Like that's how we do stuff differently. So you're telling me that you're adding flavor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have flavor in our food. <laughs> Amazing. Wonderful. 100%. Like Aussies, they do like honestly bare minimum, like salt. That's like it's spicy for them. Again, another similarity with the US. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What is a dish from Australia that like when I traveled there, like I can't miss? Mm, I don't know. I'd say uh, a, a snag or a meat pie. Just to try one. It's not. It's nothing amazing, but like you just have to try it. You know. Yeah, um, like when in Australia. Yeah, you're in Australia. You have to try it. An Aussie steak because our meat here is. I, I found because I've been to America too. Like our meat here is a lot different to over there. Like our steaks are more. It's a bit fattier and everything. It's yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta try like all different types of meat from here. I mean, Vegemite, obviously Vegemite and toast. Wheat bigs, you know what wheat bigs is? No, I don't know what those are. It's wheat bigs is it's like a cereal. It's literally like wheat, like it's it's a fiber. It's very healthy for you. It's wheat bigs. Google. It's W E E T. Oh, oh, okay. I've never had this, but my friends in Ireland they know exactly what this is. And like they have something similar to like wheat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like a breakfast thing. Yeah. My friend from Ireland, she was telling me about this, and and I was like, okay, does it taste good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it tastes all right. I if I have wheat picks, I have it with honey or with sugar just to make it taste better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Milo, do you know what Milo is? Milo, no, I don't. Know it's that. like you have a glass of milk and put Milo in it. It's like a it's like a chocolate thing you have in the morning, or you could have it for dessert too on ice cream. Oh, well, um, that's good. Yeah, I mean Aussie food is just it's just simple man like it's nothing really exciting compared to other parts of the world but you know aussies don't really care it's just like food for them you know yeah it's just... you, you still have to try it regardless right right yeah. for sure for sure okay now what does food mean for australia like would you say that food is important to australians do you mean like australians like from immigrant descendants or like australians from like the british descendants you're all Australians, like just yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah, true. So, I mean, for people with like culture and everything, food is like everything here. I mean, it is for our family anyway. Whenever we see each other, we we go get something to eat or we cook something or food is what brings a lot of people together. My dad's been in the hospitality industry for what, 40 years now or something. Um, and, you know, he'll say self like food is what brings people together like to sit and have a meal with someone and talk to someone is like it's very important but in terms of like your white Aussies it's not really like that important to them I don't know like when your AFL grand final is a big thing here um there's a public holiday for it you know like if there was the Super Bowl there that's the equivalent to our grand final oh Um, nice yeah yeah so there's a public holiday for it the whole country takes a break just to watch it (laughs) At an AFL grand grand final day, you go to someone's house and there'll be like obviously the barbecue and honestly, man, Aussies are massive drinkers. Come to like the whole world seems to think like Irish, the British, everyone thinks they can out drink Aussies, but Aussies are take the they take the throne on that one. Like, and like, yeah. is that 
Is that with like beer, wine, vodka? I don't know. Oh, beer is a massive here. Like everyone loves a beer with boys anyway. Girls tend tend to go with wines or cruises. You know, cruises are um like seltzers. <sighs> kind of, yeah. It's like a it's like a soft drink, but with alcohol in it. <laughs> That's like what the white girls have here. Nice. <laughs> cruises or like whiskey wines everything Aussie just big drinkers that's that's mainly the important thing for them <laughs> yeah yeah and finally what dish makes you feel a sense of home uh sense of home again it's like the curries and stuff the my mum's slam cutlets basically all, all of mum's cooking is my home food it's just like it's just comfort food when you're having a hard time you come home and mum's made lamb cutlets just like ah oh, everything's gonna be okay like you know <laughs> you know that that's my home food or my grandmother's cooking just getting curries parada that that's my sense of home or if i want to feel like i'm in australia and i'm missing home i'll try my best to find a meat pie or find wee bigs or just something that i know it's australian you know yeah. that like make you feel like at home you know because i'm at the end of that i'm born and bred here like no matter my cultural background i'm raised here in australia with australian people that's what makes you feel exactly and like that's the passport you got and like you know everything. yeah exactly yeah so now my second to last question is um so let's say somebody's coming to australia for vacation where would you recommend them to go for food no for everything like they just want to see oh. everything like i'm coming to australia i, I want to see everything where do you recommend me to go like for tourist stuff like in melbourne like, there's different stuff all over Australia. Do you mean, like, the country itself? Oh, yeah, the whole country. Yeah, so um, I've basically seen the country. Like, I've gone on trips to the middle of the desert, which I highly recommend. Like, this, go on a road trip right through the Australian desert and go see Uluru, um, Ayers Rock. That's honestly one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Like, at sunset and you watching the rock and all the stars and everything you it's the brightest stars you'll ever see like i've gone all over the world seeing the stars and i can't nothing matches that and you know you're driving throughout the desert and there's kangaroos jumping along alongside the the bus and of camels here too from the afghan cameleers that came here centuries ago there's camels still roaming around dingoes i was camping out in the australian desert and a dingo came into my tent and Yo. Yeah, yeah. Stole one of my uh, my flip flops. We call them thongs here. Well, I know you. I know you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say thongs, I think of something completely different. Yeah, I know. Over there, they call them flip flops. But yeah, and he he came into my tent and just picked it up, and I'm like, oi! And I I grabbed the other one and I went to go hit him with it, and I hit him and he dropped it and he ran away. <laughs> Yo, don't hit the poor animal. <laughs> no, like no, like here you 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 have to like. It shows who's the bigger dog. Have you seen that video of the guy who punched the kangaroo? Like, oh my god, know. yes, I've seen that. Yeah, you, you have to be assertive here. Okay, that's survive. true. Like, that's true. But like my cultural background, I'm, I'm my a lot of my family's from Costa Rica, and like there's a lot of biodiversity in Costa Rica, and like you know we kind of care about the animals, and it's like no, don't hurt that poor animal. Let them be free. You know, like oh yeah, let them be no, in their habitat. Yeah, no, hundred percent. We love our animals in australia koalas uh kangaroos all our native wildlife we do our absolute best to to preserve them and everything i mean but there's no shortages of kangaroos i see them every second day just like driving. even in the city 
No, not in the city. Like, yeah, I was about in- to say, like... No, but one of my dad's cafes, actually, at about 5 p.m., you see all the kangaroos come out. There's hundreds of them. Then the little joeys, everything, they all come out. One time I was going in my car, and there's a kangaroo standing right next to me, and I just got up to him. I literally pat him. He's fine. Wild kangaroo. They're very friendly. Unless you get one of the big dogs, like the big guys, that they can get up to six foot tall, these kangaroos, and they tower over you. Uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic. Places no. to go and see the Great Barrier Reef, the, the Whit Sunday Islands. Um, well, hopefully the Great Barrier Reef until it's like not gone. Oh, yeah. It's like when I went there, I went in the ocean, swimming with sharks, whales, everything. And it has taken a massive toll. Like also like with pollution and everything and then massive cyclones that have gone through Queensland. And so, I mean, hopefully it's still preserved. When I went there, it was still all right. But, yeah, we just need to keep preserving it. Absolutely, um, yeah. And then, obviously, going to see an AFL game at the MCG um, or cricket, go to the theme parks in Gold Coast. I mean, there's a lot more, like, little stuff. There's a lot more. But those are the main things you would have to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wait, yeah. by the way, I was just curious. In regards to cricket, do you support Australia or Pakistan? <laughs> um, I actually... First, first, it's Pakistan and then Australia for me. <laughs> when, because um, we're, because didn't Pakistan like win the entire thing? Like the like. Oh, the- bro! I was I went to a game actually when Pakistan came here to Australia. I went with all my Aussie friends, and I was sitting in the Aussie section, and I'm the only one there with my Pakistani flag holding it up, saying "Go Pakistan!" <laughs> and then I'm in the Aussie section. And so it just so happens to be that that one game that I went to was the only game Pakistan won. This was years ago. That that is so funny though. Like, but whenever Pakistan's not playing, I'm going for Australia. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I get yeah. that. but you know it's funny because um the friend from pakistan that i interviewed he was telling me about like you know whenever pakistan wins against india that's our championship that's our like that's our final honestly man that that is my championship that's when i know i've made it in life when pakistan wins against india it's like the greatest thing it would make my whole month like (laughs) literally yeah (laughs) Um, yeah yeah. it's just like an ongoing feud i just messaged like Every all my Indian friends I know, I'm just saying like, I'm like easy dubs. Let's go! Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly so great. Oh, and yeah. another thing: Have you ever heard of this place called Morton Island? No, I haven't actually. It's like it's like off the coast of like Queensland. What's it called? Morton Island, a place for adrenaline junkies. Because like I've always wanted to go there and i've seen like the coolest things and you can go like sandboarding kiteboarding and then there's like also other snorkeling and like scuba diving and stuff it looks so awesome driving on those um on the buggies yeah 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 those look so they look so much fun yeah they are sick um yeah i went on those at whitehaven beach whitehaven beach is one of the best beaches in the world it is in queensland beaches there insane man you know, you have these little little creatures called quackers, and they they're like the happiest little animals you've ever seen. Like you need you you need to experience that, man. I I literally just wrote down the name of that beach, Whiteland Beach. Yeah, like, White yeah, Whitehaven Beach. You, you Whitehaven. Last question. Overall, I want you to imagine that you met somebody that has never heard of Australia before, 
and you could tell them one thing about Australia, what would you tell them? Huh, that's a, that's a tough one. I've asked every single person this question and they're always like thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, we're just built different in the land down under. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wear some sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's definitely a good point because, you know, a lot of sun there. Even in the Sahara Desert, Af- Africa, like this sun beats it all. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll definitely be wearing some sunscreen when I come down to Australia to land yeah, down under. A hundred percent. Land down under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Imran, that's the whole interview. Thanks so much for doing this. I had so much fun. Uh, no worries. Learned a lot man. about Australia. This was wonderful. No, no, thanks for contacting me, man. I, I, I heard about your thing. I'm like, oh, I was really interesting. And I, I, learned to, I learned a lot by watching all your, um, uh, your podcasts and everything. I've listened to a few of them. They're really interesting. Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world. And hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.